0: Love Talk Radio.
1: another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio and also on TuneIn Radio. If you missed any of our previous podcasts, including our one on Monday where we did a right at a, a two thousand sixteen NFL draft prospect interview with Oklahoma Pan, Panhandle State University cornerback Jamel Major, you can check it out right now on blogtalkradio.com dot com backslash Total Sports Live or you can check it out on the TuneIn Radio app. All you gotta do is go on your Apple, go on your App Store, Google, or Apple, or the iTunes Store. Excuse me, whatever store it's called. I don't know what it is now. All you gotta do is go there, search TuneIn Radio, click the download button, and it will be right there. And you just search the TSL podcast. Give us a follow over there as well to keep in touch and make to keep in touch and see what other podcasts we have on deck or on demand. We have a good show for you guys tonight, and we're going to be, I don't want to say it it is going to be a good show, but we're going to be previewing the Eagles tilt tomorrow as they take on the Detroit Lions on 1230 on Thanksgiving, as our Thanksgiving E-special or preview of, of, of tomorrow's game. And before we get underway, just want to say we want to get involved in the conversation as well. You can also tweet me at Joel 10 or tweet us at TotalSports. If you're listening, give your thoughts in. Or if you even want to call in, you can call in as well. The phone lines are open. If you, want to be one of the, if you want to be one of those people, you can call in at 323-642-1256. But let's get it underway, talking about those Eagles. And always, he's been on here a few times on the podcast. Joining me on the podcast is none other than Jillil Phillips. This guy probably knows the ins and outs of football a little bit more much better than me, especially when it comes to the X and O's and the schematic ideas of what's been what's been going on. So Jalil, thanks again for coming on.
0: Thanks a lot, Joe. You give me
1: too much credit on the X's and O's, but you know <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I try my best. So no 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 doubt. And also and also joining us here on this show is our friend Matt Brown who covers Eagles? As you know, you guys always go on the website, he always has the Eagles wrap up after every game, and he also covers Temple football. So, a big win with Temple and Memphis. But, Matt, welcome back on the podcast. I think it's been the first one this season. It's going
2: to be a long night. I got say. <laughs> it's about to be a long night. It, it, it probably will be a long night. So-
1: so let's get it started here. Uh before we talk about the game on tomorrow, let's talk about the let's get let's get a quick discussion about Lane Johnson's comments for anybody that did not hear on uh on Tuesday. Eagles left tackle, right tackle, he's switching between, say Eagles offensive linemen. Lane Johnson had a few choice words regarding the Philadelphia fan base. He said this on Tuesday. Johnson said, quote, if we get down by any significant amount of points or we don't make any first downs, we're going to get booed. That's just that's just kind of how it is. It's not really home-field advantage playing here anymore. Really, that's the truth. Cats here, they really don't care. Johnson said this about the Eagles crowd on Tuesday, the fan base. He came out later and apologized saying what he said. But, Matt, do you take anything from Josh to say in these quotes, or is this just really a player just really just out of frustration? He's frustrated to see the way the season has gone.
2: You know, I I joked the other day uh, when I was covering the game on Twitter, and uh, I believe Kurt asked uh, who he wasn't talking about Lane Johnson. He was talking about Chip Kelly. and said, who is Chip Kelly <laughs> going to blame this one on? And I said the fans. And, you know, while we're not talking about Kelly, I-, I can't even be surprised that somebody is blaming the fans. Because, I mean, we've out of people to blame at this point. Right. I will say that I think his, his his comments were out of frustration. I don't think he really feels like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, there, there's certain guys on the field out there that get paid to play. And, and they're here for our entertainment. So, we will respond, you know, with how you with how you go out there and perform—that's that's the bottom line.
1: No, you're right about that, Jalil. You can jump in on this. Yeah, man. It's um, you know, I I really don't think I, it's tough to say. I think that a part of him does believe that. I think a part of him does believe like the home field advantage was not there for that Buccaneers game, um, because you know, really after they came out. Uh, after that Josh Hawks touchdown, they didn't really do too much for for Mm -hmm. a while. So um, it probably did feel like that. But I will say this about Philly fans. They'll give it to you straight, you know, and it's not, they won't boo you because of one bad drive. They won't boo you because of two bad drives. We've seen this all season. This isn't new, (laughs) you know, they go out and they go out in droves and they'll score 14 points in a quarter and then they'll go, and then they'll go to sleep for two quarters. It's, and it's just frustrating for fans because it's just like, oh, man, I paid my money to come and see this, but I've seen this, you know, six times this season. So it's it's frustrating on both parts. But I think Lane Johnson, uh, he really just wants – he really wants to be cheered out there, and what player doesn't, and um, he wants as much support as he can get. I mean, it's not – it, I'm not surprised at all <laughs> for for the fans to get brought up into this one because, really, just like Matthew, right. there's nowhere else to turn, you know. No, you're definitely right about that. And before we like before we get to the X's and O's, let's also talk about Chip Kelly because Chip Kelly has been in the news and been in the mouths of everybody. Him and Angelo Cataldi C- of 610, WIP got into it on the morning show on Monday. Adam Schefter comes out and he saying, you wouldn't be surprised if you know. Chip and the Eagles may be a breakup in 2016, depending on how it goes. And then we see all these coaching carousel rumors about Chip. Could he go to USC? Could he go to Miami and coach the Hurricanes and bring them back to prominence? All these rumors swirling. You got players in the locker room saying, you know, that they're kind of not, they're kind of disgruntled with Chip. They're not feeling what he's preaching no more. And then you have a players' agent talking to uh, Matt Lombardo at NJ.com, basically saying that, you know. Here's guys in the locker room frustrated the, his, whoever this agent is. This player is on the Eagles, and he's basically saying, you know, my guy is injured, but he could play, but he just doesn't want you for Chip Kelly. So we got all that, you know, laid out on the board here. Jaleel, when you just hear all these things about Chip Kelly, you know, the question is, has he lost this team, and has he lost his locker room? Uh... I'm gonna say he has not lost the locker room. He's lost mm-hmm. the fans I and in in complete honesty uh Cotoldi's not my favorite <laughs> is not my favorite uh sports commentator but um I agree with he, you I agree he, with he you kinda, on that one <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> yeah he's not he's not my favorite but um he kind of hit the nail in the head when it came to um there possibly being a breakup, and I know I, Adam Jeff is not the only one. There's a couple people saying that about uh, saying that about you know the relationship between Chip Kelly and the Eagles. But um, I think if anything, we might have seen the last time that Chip Kelly has power over the roster.
0: Mm-hmm
1: to say the least. I think that he'll lose his power over the roster before he loses his job as the head coach. Chip Kelly's not a bad head coach. It's not like he's bad at what he does. I just don't think that he has the necessary knowledge and background and skills to be uh, the person responsible for putting a roster together. And I think having Howie Roseman uh, walk away from that spot to give Chip Kelly that power was a very uh, bad decision uh, on Jeffrey Lurie's part. So on Jeffrey Lurie's part. So um, I think that he, I think that maybe you know going forward we might see some different. You know sometimes teams bring in advisors and things like that. But really, what might happen is Howie Roseman might be getting it back a little bit of the uh, power he lost. And that I, that would be best case scenario. Now I know that's not going to happen, but I think that would be Jeffrey Lurie, you know admitting. And trying to admitting his mistake and trying to right his wrong, but I, I don't think Chip Kelly's is going to lose his job after this year. No, you're you're right about that. I always say when it comes to Chip, you know, he's not going to, you know, he's just not going to blatantly get up and resign or Lurie's going to fire him. It's going to be pretty much when Chip wants to leave on his own because of the power that Lurie has given him. But, Mac, just your thoughts on, you know, just this whole talk around uh, Kelly, you know, losing the locker room. Players are talking anonymously. We me put that in air quotes, anonymously talking. you hear what Jalil uh, has to say? What are your thoughts just on everything around this?
2: Well, yeah, I kind of agree with, with uh, what's been said. Uh, two things that I just want to say. One, uh, as we already said, Chip Kelly's not he's not going to quit. He's not going to leave. If he's not the coach, that means that they fired him. <laughs> Number two it right now. I think, I think Chip Kelly will be the head coach of the Eagles in 2016. I'll say that. One mm-hmm. interesting thing, and we may get into this uh, a little later. Uh, one sign uh, that a coach is losing their locker room is when you see players getting into it on the field. Because you see this uh, uh, sense of discipline loss, and mm-hmm. you saw Mark Sanchez and uh, Darren Sproles have a little shouted match on the field. So. We don't know if that's personal or if it's something coming down from the top that's saying that the coach may have lost control, and now you got players out there confused and arguing with each other on the field. So, whatever's going on, it's definitely uh, starting to show out there. I will say.
1: No, you're right about that, and that's a and that's a great point that you pointed out. Because like you said, you got your quarter, your starting quarterback, and your are basically your backup running back or a slot receiver, whichever one you position. I'll say jack of all trades. Giant Darren Sproles is going back and forth. It's definitely not a good look. And when we look for, towards tomorrow's game, and you pointed this out to me, Matt, on uh, on Monday when we uh, when we were, you know, talking back and forth and about this and it looks like teams are getting keen to what Chip Kelly is calling on off it. But like you said to me, Levante David knew what was coming when he pick when he picked six. Mark Sanchez. The Dallas Cowboys earlier in the season knew what Chip Kelly was calling. So, are, is, is, is Chip Kelly's offense starting to get a little stale? Like our teams, our teams really figuring out, they know what's coming next. It's almost like playing Madden and you play and you and you click the you click X Madden and you already know what's coming up.
2: Uh what what I what I'll say on that is um you know, honestly, we we went through this before a few years ago with the uh the whole fifteen scripted plays that started every Eagles game. Um, mm-hmm. where Andy Reid ran the same progression of plays to start every game. This year this year's a little bit different. Uh we saw on Chip's first year he tried to be he tried to bring Oregon to Philadelphia with you know some of the college type things. But honestly they really are and one of the problems is the problem of talent. Uh, We know that Mark Sanchez is not going to always throw a downfield, so you can always expect a screen or a swing pass. We know receivers can't catch. So, you know, when you take those things out of the equation, it really is easy to predict what's going to happen because we don't even have the personnel to really be able to switch things up and be a dynamic offense right now.
1: No, you're right about that. There is, like you said, we already know what's coming because Sanchez ain't throwing the ball deep. I mean, he's, like you said, the Eagles wide receivers are basically running the same slant and crossing routes every game, and we already know that Sproles is going to get the bad ball on a screen pass. So, Jalil, same thing. Like, do you think teams are getting keen to it? Because, you know, you watch the All-22 a lot, like, are we seeing the same thing over and over in every game, like the same routes being ran, you know, no deep threat going over the top? Like, is this pretty much like a basic offense that we're looking at right now? And is, and is it because, like Matt said, there's a lack of talent at the skill position? Oh, well, unquestioned. I, I would never say that uh, this team is was ever guilty of being complicated. <laughs>
0: I mean, listen, <laughs> when you
1: look at the all twenty two look at the all twenty two man, you see the same plays over and over again. You know, I mean you're gonna you're gonna see Jordan Matthew Jordan Matthews in the slot, he's gonna run those over routes, he's gonna run a slant, he's gonna run those in routes. Josh up, Josh Huff is gonna run an uh, a deep down the field every once in a while. The only thing that I will say about uh, mixing it up with Chip Kelly is that he will um throw once he started running out of the uh out of a single-back formation, then it started mm-hmm. to get a little more interesting once he put the uh, once you put the quarterback under center. But, uh, I mean, this, this offense has always been very simple. I mean, if you even go back to that Seahawks game that we did, that we uh, had last year, you know, I mean, they, they said right, off, right after the game, they were surprised about how simple we were. It's all about simple for Chip Kelly. He doesn't want you
0: to. Mm-hmm. He
1: doesn't care if you can figure out what they're going to do. He says it himself. Every team knows every other team. It's just a matter of, can you go out there and stop it? You know know Deshaun Jackson is going to run 60 yards every play, but can
0: you go out there and guard it every play? No.
1: No, you cannot. That's what the NFL is all about. It's about the players, man. It's about the talent. So, you know, right now it's it's all about the lack of talent. I mean, the, the system's not going to change. He's going to tweak it, but he's not going to really
2: change it, and it's not that complicated.
1: Yeah. I'll, no, I'll right. jump
2: in. I'll jump in on that. Go ahead, man. And, you know, just piggyback on what he just said. I mean, you can stop the Marco Murray. We see that happening all the time.
0: You can right. you can yeah.
2: stop Jordan Matthews because you can double team him because you know a guy like Miles Austin isn't a threat. Josh Huff finally showed up. So, you know, he's not a threat. Aguilar's not a threat. So you can run these brilliant plays all you want, but our guys are very stoppable right now and that's the problem.
0: Exactly, you're
1: right, about, you're right about that. Like you said, DeMarco Murray, you can stop DeMarco Murray. We've seen it, you know. We've seen DeMarco Murray out of the shot, and i running the ball, and he's just getting just stopped. Or we're seeing him trying to go across the field, and he gets stopped for a 12-yard loss. So, you know, every time, I think it's so funny on Twitter, when Josh Huff makes a catch or makes a touch or, or has a touchdown reception, everybody goes on Twitter, Josh Huff's like, like, it's a UFO or something. Like, because this is rare. And we see him in the uh, in the end zone, and you know, like you said, and I, and I think and I think what Chip has to start doing is keep on involving the tight ends because we see over the past couple of weeks that teams still have not been really able to stop the Eagles tight ends when he has gotten guys like Zach Ertz and Brent Celek more involved in the offense.
2: And I agree with that. I mean, and Trey Burton, I mean, he, he was a big guy before. We'll probably see more of them. With um uh, mm-hmm. with our Earths on the sideline now, so th- that that's one thing that we have harp on, and um, you know, when we start getting into tomorrow, hopefully we'll see more of that.
1: Yeah, you're right. Hopefully, we do see more of that. We have about 13 minutes left here on the podcast here. Talking Eagles Lions tomorrow, and let's talk about three keys to victory. What are the three keys to victory, Jalil? You you can give you give me your three, or you can give me one. What do you think of the key for What do you think of the key to victory for tomorrow? To stop a Lions team that still has some talent on that team. Have a talented rookie running back in the duel, Have Stafford still there? Matthew Stafford still there? And Megatron is still there? And Golden Tate is still there? So there's some talent still there on that Lions roster, what is it what do the Eagles have to do to get out of victory and, you know, make fans feel a little bit okay about them, even though I think a lot of fans are pretty much in a don't care type of mood. Well the first thing you gotta realize about the Lions game, it's another trap game. It's a game mm-hmm. where, you know, they they have a worse record than we do. They have a little bit of talent. We have the defense that can stop their talent. Their defense has been playing okay over a while. They don't have someone like Sue anymore. You know, so, I mean, it's a game where you go out and you're just like, you know, if we could just put up enough points, we can win. But right. there's a hold-up. And, and, the, and the one hold-up is going to be that this would be one of the games that uh, Megatron shows us why he's Megatron. And that always happens. We always go against these
0: great receivers, you know,
1: and it's just like, it's just like, yeah, these great receivers, it's like, they've been getting shut down all year, and then they go against the Eagles, and we do pretty well, but then they go out there and they make that one catch, you know, like that one catch that's just – and it breaks your heart sometimes. But um, the thing – I'll say the three keys to the victory, right? They got to run the ball more effectively. I don't – DeMarco Murray had a pretty okay day, to be honest with you. I mean, every, a lot of people questioned his effort. I didn't question his effort. It's just that there were, there really wasn't many many places to go. We didn't have the right. ball long enough for him to make that many plays. To be completely honest with you, and mm-hmm. second, if we get, if we can't stop the run, forget about it. You know that's the Lions aren't even a running team, but I'm telling you, they go out there and they run for 120 yards. We're done. Okay, so we're not going to win that game. They have too many offensive weapons at receiver for us for them for us to let them go out there and run the ball on us. That's always the worst thing possible. I mean, uh, against the Buccaneers. We expected them to go out there and pass all day with those huge receivers. What did they do? They ran like twenty eight times.
0: Yeah. You true. So it's like that's that's
1: that's, that's how you're going that's how you gotta stop them. And second of all, uh I think that our special teams need to play better. We're not getting very good field position out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and if Josh Huss is gonna be returning kids, then I think that someone needs to get in his ear and say, Hey man, down the ball. Like why 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 are you running out? You know, it's like he's returning the ball 20, 25 yards, but he's only getting to the fifteen. Right. Stop running out of the end zone, you know. So it, it's just all across the board, man. It's just we need to improve everywhere. Sometimes you look at a game and you're just like, man, the Eagles don't have three teeth to the victory. They just need to shut up and, you know, go out there and play. Because last <laughs> day, last week they didn't. They did not go out there and play. So it's like, I don't know. No, right about that. Matt gets three keys.
2: I will say uh, for one, I think Maxwell's gonna play well against Megatron. Um, I'm hoping that's gonna be the match up. But what we saw in the last Cowboys game, dev got his way with the yellow flag. So Maxwell has to play smart out there because he knows that they're gonna pick on him all day. So secondary is gonna be something that it's going to be big, you know. We saw Nolan Carroll just get embarrassed uh, mm-hmm. there against Tampa Bay. So secondary is going to be big. The offense, I mean, please at least just get past the fifty-yard line. We we had too many punts. <laughs> so we've been back up in our own territory, giving other teams excellent field position. So I mean, we need to get down the field. Actually, Jalil said we need to run. We need to run, and we need to run more. Um it's, it's really hard to tell Darren Sproles, you know, where he's at right now in terms of his running game. And we, we see him coming out of the backfield as a receiver or lining up in the slot. But we need to get him established um, just as well as Murray. And, I mean, overall, like Jaleel said, I mean, they have to be on point. I mean, we see the uh, pick six that happened last week. I mean, somebody messed up. Like, we see, you know, uh, Sproles were not there. He stopped. And Sanchez threw the bars as he was going to keep going. We've seen that many times this season. So, people, we need to get on point. Um, I know he looks like to play this fast offense. But I really think that this offense is too fast for us. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: We're going out there, we're making mistakes because we're playing too fast and nobody can get caught up. So, I think it's all about timing and pacing right now for us, really.
1: No, you're right about that. Yeah, I, Like you said, I definitely feel the same way that the offense goes a little bit too fast for what they're trying to do. Like you said, we've seen in the first drive last week, the offense was going at a quick pace. Like, this is moving. You know, Sanchez moving the ball. Eagles, you know, they got the, the Buccaneers already tired on the first drive. Boom, scored a touchdown. Nobody sat on Tampa. Eagles scored a touchdown. But then there's also negatives to that when, like we said, like when they can't establish a drive, they, when they can't establish a drop, and the Eagles can't get that first first down, and then they get rid of the ball in 30 seconds or less. Then it's just like, well, what do you do? And also, like I think I also like you know getting Darren Sproles more involved in the offense. You know, they got to get this man the ball. If if none of these receivers are going to make plays, to be honest with you, you got to give it to the guy coming out of the backfield or lining up in the slot that's going to that's going to get you that's going to get you a score. And look at look at last week. He was he got a, he look at look at last Sunday against the Bucks. He got the Eagles a touchdown score on the screen pass. The Eagles got it, and I think that's so key. They got to go back to the screen pass. Give these offensive linemen some confidence. Just go down the field and just pummel guys and run block and run block and just go and pummel these guys so you can let scores go to work. Because so when we see him, he's touched the ball, he's done some big things. And I definitely agree. <laughs> Maxwell's definitely going to, have to play huge. So I think, that's, I think y'all pretty much just summed up, you know, all three keys uh, from – for uh for tomorrow's game, so it should be interesting. Uh, we have about uh six minutes left here, so let's look at the other two. Get you guys' thoughts on it. Let's start. Let's just start with uh Panthers Cowboys. Panthers are looking to go 11 and 0 against Tony Romo and the Cowboys in Dallas. Panthers Cowboys going with the whole color rush uh uniform theme going on, which I really like. It looks much better than the than the than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to say Darius oh, Mustard uniform. Was awful. Awesome. <laughs> I hope that's not in the Madden update when they do the wrong, when they do the uniforms. I hope that's really not in the update. But uh, Jill, yeah, no what kidding. do you think about th- <laughs> what do you think about this uh, game? Panthers, Cowboys. Can the Panthers go to 11 and 0, or will Romo and the boys get a victory? Because Cowboys fans that are probably listening up there probably believe that they can still get into the playoffs. I've seen it on Twitter; they still think they can get into the playoffs. Oh, they definitely believe that. Now they won't, but they definitely believe that. And the thing is, that's so interesting about the Dallas Cowboys fans is that they're gonna be hyping up Cam Newton. Like you know, I, like you know, I was I was talking to a few of my friends today, and they were all uh, Panthers fans. Ironically, right? Because I've never heard of these <laughs> Panthers fans <laughs> before this exactly. year. So I was just like, Okay, well if you're Panthers fans what do you think and everything and they're just like, Man, Cam Newton is doing like he's being great and da 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 and then the Cowboys fans are jumping in like, Yeah man, he's M V P he's M V P. He's gonna like beat everybody and I was like, Well don't you guys face them? And they're just like, Yeah, man, but if we lose, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him because he's on a tear right now. I'm just like, What? The Cowboys
0: fans are admitting defeat? Like, no way, man. So
1: I but I will say this. Um the Panthers are going to beat the Cowboys. The reason they're going to win is because I don't think that Tony Romo uh, is 100% yet. And I think that the Panthers are going to send. It's going to be like one of the three times this season that the Panthers are going to blitz. <laughs> like, the Panthers never blitz because they always been four and they got those awesome linebackers. Uh, Including Cam Thomas, but I mean they're gonna they're gonna do everything to get in Romo's face, and their offensive line has not been playing like I thought they would play this season. So um, if they can get Romo on the ground a couple good times, make him a little sore, I think that they can win that game uh, fairly easily too. Now defensively, the Cowboys are gonna have to do something about Cam's running, and Mm -hmm. I don't believe they're they're equipped to do that. Um, no, nope. I mean, but you never know. I mean, that's why you play the game. I think that Cam Newton's gonna go out there and win. I, I think it's gonna be a close game. I and I think that uh, the best matchup of the whole game is gonna be, you know, uh, Josh Norman and Des Bryant one on one on that outside. Agree. It's mean, gonna be it's gonna be a pretty picture. So I think the cap. I think Panthers are gonna win, but you know, you never know. It's gonna be a pretty game definitely will be. Matt, your thoughts on Panthers-Cowboys?
2: I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. Um, I, I got the Panthers in this one. Cam Newton, I mean, he's on the roll right now. He can't be stopped. I, I want to give the Cowboys some credit. Uh, they have Romo coming back. It's a little sad to know where he, at, where he is in his recovery. I think they they wouldn't mind rushing him back, which might be the case because uh, like we all said, they think they can get in the playoffs, but I got I got them I got Carolina winning this game by at least ten points.
1: I can see it. I think they. I agree. I think Carolina. I don't want to say Carolina will beat Dallas how they beat Washington. Like they beat Washington in the beat now. Like Cam went off <laughs> five touchdowns is no joke. I don't think they're going to beat them that bad. But like you said, I think they put a little distance between, uh, between those two and 10-point swing. we got 90 seconds left here on the show. Oh, so, both Go ahead. Oh, you know, one more thing. Sorry, right before the score prediction. But, you know, one more thing about uh, Tony Romo. It's not like he had a good game, you know, against the Dolphins, because he did it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he threw two, two sick, he threw two touchdowns. I mean, we all know Tony Romo. And he's a, I mean, contrary to popular belief, He's he's a really good quarterback. That's not a Tony Romo game. You know, he's gonna put the ball. he's I mean, that's like a Sony Romo playoff game, going out and throwing two <laughs> picks and two touchdowns, you know. That's the truth. So, I mean, it's not like he had a great game and everyone's going like, Oh, Sony Romo's back and I'm just like, What are you talking about? That's like an average game for him. He goes out and throws thirty touchdowns like it's nothing. He just can't <laughs> tell game. So, you know, that was that was the interesting part. Definitely. All right, we got about like 60 to 30 seconds. Score predictions, go. I,
2: I'll, uh, start out with the, um, I'll start out with uh, Detroit. I'm going to say Detroit's going to go over the Eagles. Um, it'll be 24-17. I'll put that out there.
0: Okay,
1: 24-17. Yep, I think the Eagles are going yeah, to uh, go out there and lay an egg again, and they're going to go out there. It's going to be uh, – 34 to 21, and Detroit's going to run away with it in the last in the last few quarters. Then I'm going to say Eagles lose as well. I think they're going to lose 34 17 to Detroit tomorrow. So we all got some moves, and that's going to wrap it up here on the podcast. Everybody, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you guys possibly on Sunday to recap everything that happened in NFL and the Eagles, and talk some college football, football as well. That's the off we playing for hopefully a division crown on Saturday night against UConn. Everybody have a great night. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to everybody later. Thanks, and have a good one. Good night. Good night.